Hey, welcome back to another episode of Grownish. I'm Brooklyn Beatty. And I'm Josh Williams. And there's lots to talk about during this episode, but we wanted to start it out kind of how we did last week. So last week, we all t- we took the break. You know, we did a quick episode, but it was just the good news that could carry you through the week, something lighthearted to talk about. So we thought we would start this episode the same way. Absolutely. And we're going to jump right into the good news. Matt Monty, he's a varsity forward on the Wake Forward Modern Cisco Cardinals varsity team. Now, during a game Friday night against Dollar Bay, he noticed a junior varsity player for Dollar Bay was playing in shoes that were not meant for basketball. Now, after his game, he gave the players the shoes off of his own feet. This is an act of kindness that was truly only known about until later. Monty said that he wanted to make sure that he was able to play in true basketball shoes, a LeBron James model from Nike. Now, Monty said that he remembers being young and not able to afford nicer shoes for basketball and knows how bad it sucked. Basketball shoes are a necessity. He goes, I've rolled a lot of ankles not wearing the right shoes for the right things. And um, this selfless act didn't go unnoticed. It it rippled through Facebook um, and ended up on the good news feature here. Um, And this is right in our own backyard, uh, the state above us in Michigan. Um, Some good news happening from a high school basketball player. That is so sweet. Did you ever play basketball? I don't remember. No, but I know you did. Yes, and those shoes are expensive. Really? Yes. So we talked about me being on a basketball team before and how I really didn't play. I was more of a bench warmer. Well, all of that aside... I still had to have the uniform. And I remember my mom taking me to Dick's Sporting Goods to get some basketball shoes. And this is my first time ever being on a basketball team. So right, imagine right. our surprise when they were like $200 minimum. Holy crap. They Are you were serious? so expensive. That might be a little bit of it. I don't, I don't know. Maybe like 150 I just remember them being super expensive and my mom going, well, I hope you get some good use out of these. I did not. So the fact that this kid got some free, this all brings it back. The fact that he got some free shoes, like I just know those are super expensive. A lot of kids do go without them because they're just, they are, they're expensive. You That's know what I incredible. mean? incredible. So that makes that even just that much more sweet. Right. The fact that, you know, Monty here did that. And well, the average person would not take the shoes no, off their own feet to get to someone. Not even in the realm of thinking about that. Think right. about that, right? Before your game, because I'm not sure if that's how it is in Michigan, but usually like here, you know, I do play by play for Froggy, and the basketball games go, the JV game is first, and then the varsity basketball game is there. So he must have been sitting in the stands thinking about this and said, hey, kid, here you go. Right. Ah, Just what a world-class kid that is, huh? Mm -hmm. Good job to his parents. Raise a good one there. All right, our next one, obviously, our thoughts and prayers are still going out to all the Texans um, who are facing the, the hardships right now from all the weather Definitely. that they have faced um, as they fall out there. But here's one that is going to be warming up the hearts of millions, and it's a, a plumber out of San Antonio who is helping homeowners with water issues, and he, guess what? He's not charging a dime. This winter storm that we just talked about, uh, a lot of Texans without water, um, and the water problems continued. One man, this uh, plumber, is going above and beyond to help his fellow Texans. And Brian Bowes, who is a journalist for Spectrum News, refers to him as a saint, a hero, and an angel. That's because the man we're talking about, Benny Rodriguez, is fixing bursted pipes, water heaters, and leaks Free of charge. Good for him. Isn't that incredible? We need more people like him in the world. A GoFundMe page has been set up to help Benny purchase supplies. Good. As he continues to bless more people with his expertise and services that he's been providing. That's awesome. Shout out to him. Right? Here goes another one. 
Um, this one was pretty cool. Eagle Scouts, as you all know, um, they made a, a decision back in 2019 to begin accepting females mm-hmm. into their program. Well, nearly 1,000 girls were part of the first class of female Eagle Scouts to enter the program. 1,000? 1,000. So clearly they made the right choice. There were a lot of girls that were wanting to get into this club. Yeah. It wasn't just a couple, not a handful. And if you think about it, too, this is also something. Uh, I'm not sure if you ever are familiar with the Scouts or Boy Scouts in general, but Eagle Scout is the highest achievement or rank attainable to the Scouts BSA program. Only 6% of Scouts ever make it to the top. The rank takes at least 21 merit batches, a large service project, and a commitment to leadership. And 1,000 of that 6% were women? Yes. That's awesome. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I'm that glad. Is awesome. Do you have any other stories? Yeah, I got one more, and okay. this one was really cool. Atlanta creating their first—I uh, don't know if it's the first, but it's the one I first I've ever heard of—the nation's largest free food forest. Okay, this is called the Urban Food Forest at Browns Mill in the first owned uh, city-owned and managed food forest. This is a seven-acre lot. They transformed this place into an edible landscape. And I'm not talking about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. This is the healthy version of it. Um, The food forest is located in a suburb just in the southeast uh, portion of Atlanta. Now, it's going to produce a wide variety of fresh, flavorful, healthy nuts, fruits, vegetables, herbs, mushrooms. So you can just walk in and grab what you want? Yeah. Essentially? It will be uh, available for public consumption at any point Where did you say this was? This is in the southeast uh, corner of Atlanta. Oh, that's really cool. Urban Food Forest at Brown's Mill. I hope that that kind of, that idea spreads and we get those all over the country. Yeah, think about it, That's such a great, I mean, food is free when you plant it in the ground like that, right? Yes, yes. And I think it, I mean, they were talking about that they have, I think, over a thousand workers volunteers that come out there so at any given time throughout the day you have at least 50 workers on the premise of that food forest that are working there so imagine if you could turn that into some type of job where you get a grant from the city to say hey we're a nonprofit. let's pay our workers here and get them some money now you're creating jobs and you can replicate that throughout the the country right that's awesome right that would be beautiful All right. Well, I'm glad that we got to start our episode with some good news. I love that. That's a good news segment. Especially because we start the week with the episode of Grownish. So you're you're starting your week with some good news as well. Absolutely. Well, we teased this last episode. There's a book that the two of us both we read. It's called 101 Secrets for Your 20s, and we thought it would be a good topic for a Grownish episode, just because, obviously, that's a whole part of Grownish, right? We're in our mid-20s, kind of figuring things out as we go. So we thought we'd discuss that a little bit. We'll go into more detail here coming up in a second. back it's time to talk about the book 101 secrets for your 20s did you like this book yeah i think you know paul angon the uh author of this book did a masterful job of taking a look back at his 20s and saying what did what did i do or miss or see or hear or maybe have been told that could have helped me be better in my 20s mm-hmm. and um he put together 101 things 
And every one of these are stuff that you can use in your 20s, and it's a perfect fit for us here on this show. Yeah, I would say they're pretty spot on. And the way he kind of lays things out, since you're not looking at a book in front of you right now, every secret has its own page. It's kind of like a, here's what the secret is. It's like a one-liner. And then he'll go into a couple paragraphs of what he learned from that one-liner. Well, the way Josh and I decided we were going to cover this is we were going to find the top five secrets that we really liked that Paul mentioned in his book and kind of just explain why we liked them. Yeah. And these aren't in any order. Mine aren't, at least. I kind of just highlighted a couple that I liked. So I thought we could go back and forth. I'll give a secret that I read from the book I liked. You give one of yours. We'll just break it down that way. Okay. Well, my first one that I really liked that he said was his secret number 19. It says, our plans aren't the problem. Our timeline is. And that one really got to me because I just remember being a kid and always thinking, 21 was the age where I'd have everything figured out. And I don't know why it was 21. To me, that just seemed like you were so old. You were going to be so wise by then. I even thought I was like, wow, 21. By then I'll be married, have three kids, maybe, you know, have my job unlocked. Like, I had no idea that 21, you were not going to know. I mean, I feel like the average 21-year-old is just having a good time (laughs) these days. I mean, let's just be real. Well, that's for real. Uh, 21 today isn't 21 when we were 21. Isn't well, ever, but I even mean like as a kid, like I didn't know what kind of life 21 really was going to be <laughs> yeah. like. So that one kind of stuck me because it's like you can stress about, you know, oh, my life isn't where I want it to be. Um, so I'm stressing about that. I feel like, you know, usually your life is exactly where it should be, whether it actually feels like it's where it should be or not. Right. There's always a reason where you are where you are at the time. I like that one a and lot. And so because of that, it's it, your plans aren't the problem. It's just the timeline. It's just how things work out. So just be patient. If you don't feel like your life is going the way it's supposed to be going, that's okay. There are always steps to go in the right direction. But the biggest thing that I have learned is really just patience. Patience. So that's my number one. Let's take it to Paul's number two here. The possibility for greatness and embarrassment both exist in the same space. If you're not willing to be embarrassed, you're probably not willing to be great. And I got to tell you, that one is perfect. It, it really does come. And maybe it's because we're both former athletes here. We have figured out that you really have to, whether or not that you have the confidence in yourself. I always use this phrase, right? You don't get the uh, courage before doing the brave thing. You only get the courage after doing the brave thing. And the same thing comes with you know when you're in a spot where if you're worried about being embarrassed, that's that's you, it's always sh- going to hold you back. Right. You shouldn't have to sit there and feel worried about being embarrassed. You should be able to go out there, have confidence in yourself, in your abilities and just do it. So what if it's embarrassing? Right. Being yourself is the truest form that you could ever be of anybody in this world. And I feel like. When he says the possibility for greatness and embarrassment both exist in the same space, it's because it's true. Both of them, You have to almost be willing to accept embarrassment or the fact that someone's going to be like, oh, look at this guy or look at this girl, right? Because greatness doesn't happen if you can't really be out there and be yourself. And I think this kind of goes hand in hand with something you and I have talked about in previous episodes about just learning to be yourself and not care what other people think of you. It's the same thing. You're going to feel embarrassed. Don't care about what other people are judging you and thinking about. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I love that. All right. My next one. It says the road to miserable is paved with complainers and cynics. And I like that, too, because I've always been a really optimistic and positive person. And I feel like sometimes I'm not going to lie. I feel like sometimes that really annoys people because not every. No, not saying you. You think so? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Because there's a lot of miserable people in the world. You're right. There really is. They hate us because they ain't us. They're haters, man. And I'm just going to say, I just have learned that if I'm in a happier mood or I always remain optimistic about the situation, at the end of the day, I'm going to feel like I had a better day. I That's like really that. what it is. The road, to miserable, the road to miserable is paved with complainers. If you're going to complain all day, look at the negative. Guess what? You're going to have a miserable day. That's just how it is. I like that. I always took, uh, not to piggyback off there, but Vince Lombardi, who was a coach uh, that I looked up to as a kid, a legendary around the NFL, he always had this quote. He goes, the only road to easy street goes right through the sewer. Mm-hmm. And it's true, though. So it'll kind of like right there, but in the work ethic form. I like right. Okay. Exactly. All right. So I'll get back on track here. My uh, 101 things bring us to number 78 on my list. The world owes me something. They call them the W-O-M-S's. They'll receive exactly what they deserve. So for the folks that go out into the world, if you're sitting here right now, 21, 22, thinking that the world owes you this or owes you that or this opportunity is owed to you, my friend, you have a world awakening ahead of you Mm -hmm. because the world does not owe you a single thing. And in fact, and I don't mean to turn this anything, but just to say it, if what we've just experienced over the last year the government owes us nothing. The world literally owes you jack diddly poo. That's really, I mean, okay. I feel like everyone in their 20s goes through something where they feel like, and this is a trending phrase, but the main character. Like you yes. feel like you're walking through life. Everyone's concerned about you. Everyone is focused on, you know, what you need. That's not That's not accurate at all. No. Everyone is more worried about themselves than anyone else. It's- and no no one owes you anything. You're not, you're not owed the job you have you're right. not owed the friendships like you have to work for all of that stuff you have to make it matter my favorite thing that i love when people throw out and um you know when folks be like well i i i paid one hundred and twenty thousand dollars to have this degree i deserve yes this. no my friend you don't deserve anything you deserve a good round of applause and a pat on the back for accomplishing your scholastic work but aside from that, you still have a lot to prove get in, in the line. real world. Get in line. Join the club. Because Joe Schmo went to a different college on the other side of the country, has the exact same degree. So right. you have to have something that puts you above the next person. You have to work for that thing, though. It's definitely not up to you. We're finding out in this day and age, especially in quarantine COVID, this post-pandemic or pre during pandemic phase, that college degrees don't mean anything anymore. It's about what can you do now. There are plenty of people with MBAs and PhDs that had to go join the factory line this year because why? Their job probably shut down and they needed to make money in order to help everything out. So and, degrees right now don't matter. It's about what crazy? can you do today. It's also the same thing with like the rise in social media. You can get it. You can become successful just by being yourself these days. But still, it, it's the same thing. Phase, right? It's an embarrassment. It all goes back hand in hand. It's a oh full circle gosh. here. Oh my gosh! But that's that's that was a good one there. It was okay. So here's my number fifty four. That's the, that's his one hundred and one secrets. Number fifty four. In the working world, very rarely is someone waiting there to teach you how to do your job. They're expecting you to teach yourself. Yes. I feel like personally. And this is different for everyone. I've actually been really lucky to have a lot of people in my life through work that have taught me a lot. I mean, going back years since I got out of college. That being said, there's a lot of people that haven't been given that opportunity. And yeah. I feel like 
that's exactly the point of what they're trying to say. You have to you have to be able to be motivated and driven enough to care about what you're going to school for, to care about what you are working in, your field that you're working in, to teach yourself, or you're never really going to grow. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're in a business, uh, the industry, there's a saying that's both on the television side and the radio side, uh, he who can wear the most hats is going to win the day. And uh, that goes through on the, the television side. Think about the one-man bands that are out there, the guy, the reporter who's operating the camera, the mic, and setting up the interviews and the shot on the same process. We kind of have a similar setup here. You really, right now, as we record this, we are inside of your apartment yes. recording on a quarantine setup. So, I mean, you know, it's a matter of who can do the most without being told how to do it or taught how to do it. Right. That's cost saving measures nowadays. If I'm a business owner. Right. I mean, let's just talk real. If I'm a business owner, I want someone who is going to come in and want to take on the initiative to learn all this on his own accord or on her own accord. Right. And not to say that they can't receive instruction and help along the way. No, but, but they still have to have that motivation to want to do it and to want time, to learn. Man, time is money and time is so precious. But after especially the past year, right? even more so. And with you, I'm sorry to say this, but social media is both a double-edged sword. With all the available resources that are out there on the internet, there is literally nothing now that you cannot teach yourself via YouTube, Reddit, whatever the case may be. But there is all sorts of things out there to teach yourself how to do them. It's crazy, but it's so accurate. Crazy. This is the day for self-motivated. We are in the future, people. All right. So I'll take number 25 here on Paul's 101 secrets for your 20s. He goes, your 20s will produce more failures than you'll choose to remember. The key is when you fail, don't begin calling yourself a failure. Aw, I I like that too. That is so important because, again, you'll be laid off. You'll have uh, things that backfire on you, things that uh, even in our business, right, we'll have uh, have pieces of work here that may not grab the right attraction or the right attention or maybe not get the right views. But it's not because that, that was a failure, right? Or even in our own careers, our lives. I mean, think about the jobs, relationships, and friendships that have gone astray. Um, anything. You can even chalk fam- family relationships in there, right? There are just some things in your life that are going to happen that aren't going to break your way. doesn't mean that you have failed in this situation. The situation failed you. And there's never a bad time to get back up. No, you if you feel like you failed, up. you have to just keep getting up. That's but, really what it comes down to. But that's the thing. When he's talking about don't call yourself a failure here, mm-hmm. that's when you fail. If you call yourself a failure, you're giving yourself reason to sit there and, and, and waddle in like a, almost like a self-pity, mm-hmm. which there's no need for, right? Not in this day and age. There is so much out there in possibility. If you fail at one thing, my goodness, Smile, my friend. You've been released from whatever purgatory you were standing in before. Because there might be something right around the corner you didn't even know you were good at. Absolutely. Just waiting for Brooklyn, you. 100%. And this kind of makes me... I was going to save this quote for last, but I'm actually okay. going to mention it now because it goes off of what you're saying. So this is secret number 94. He says, truly going after your dream can feel like rappelling into the Grand Canyon. Enormous, overwhelming, breathtaking, and a very real feeling that you might fall to your death. Ooh. And How you know accurate what? is that? I'm pretty sure we talked about this um, when I was talking about the Bobby Bones book a couple yeah. months ago or a couple, like a month ago or whatever. Um, just saying, fail until you don't. Don't be afraid of trying. It kind of all comes back full circle, what we're talking about here. But it's like doing something you know you are meant to do, your dream, your dream job, your whatever it is, 
it should feel exciting, but you should also have that risk because if you're not if you're not risking it a little bit, you're too comfortable. I don't want to share or pry too much into your life, but let's let's take a look at this and how that's uh, relatable to you, right? Uh, you just started this whole new froggy thing. You're a music girl by trade. I, oh, I yeah. believe you told me from the first time that we ever sat down that you have a, a, a minor in music. I actually did minor in music, See? yes. So when you took this secondary gig into the froggy, there was a lot of time there where you're wondering, oh my gosh, am I doing the wrong thing here? Which is exactly what you're talking about in that quote. But I'm glad I did it. And here's the thing. I have always, I, I didn't even know I wanted to go into radio when I was in college and I was minoring in music. I was simply minoring in music because I thought maybe I could combine broadcast and music at some point at some time together or journalism and music, something like that. Right. 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 So that's why I went into it. So when this froggy opportunity like emerged and made itself known that this could be a possibility for me, I was nervous because I didn't know if I was capable of going from a news personality to music right. because it is two totally different things in radio. Spectrum's apart, I imagine. Oh my gosh. Right? Yeah. So, and I will say, I feel like it's going well. I've had a lot of fun with it so far. So for the listeners who might be thinking, you know, after hearing this, what was something that you had to overcome or maybe that you thought was, you know, Hey, it, this is going to be scary. I don't know if I can do this. But then you did it and you found out that, oh my goodness, it was literally the the wiz, the guy behind the curtain in The Wizard of Oz. You know, it was a couple of things. I think the scariest thing for me was uh, in news, I've always been not in control of the show, if that makes sense. Right. So when I worked at WoWo in Fort Wayne, I was a news anchor, but I was also on a mic, but I wasn't running the board. I wasn't the host of the show. I was just coming up, doing my news, and then I'd go on with my my day until I needed to go up and do the news again. Right. Then I come to MNC. I'm the co-host of a show. I'm still not running the board, though. So I'm, I'm only half in control because I only come on air when I need to come on air. And Granted, I have a lot more time on air than I did when I was in Fort Wayne, but I'm still not in control. I think the biggest step for me, the scariest step was knowing going into Froggy. It's called working with Brooklyn. I'm running the whole show. I'm in charge of when I come in, what I'm going to say. All of the topics are completely on me to decide. So I had a hard time getting my head around, wait, I can really, I mean, obviously within reason, but I can do whatever I want. And it was kind of scary because you don't really know what you're going to go, like what you're going to do from there, especially because it's not only doing what I want, but it's doing what I want in music and things I like to talk about. Right, right. So I'm still kind of getting there. I mean, I've only been on the show, I want to say three to four weeks now is yeah. we've had the show going on. It's been a lot of fun. I've definitely improved a lot in the just a couple weeks time because this kind of stuff, I mean, it's scary. It's new. But you just keep going, you just keep trucking along, and eventually you work out the kinks. You know what I mean? And I'm a hands-on learner, so I have to do it. I have to just throw myself in, immerse myself in the situation, and you come out on top. You figure it out. I love that. Keep fighting there, girl. Keep fighting the good fight, man. That was great, Brooklyn. Now I think it's a perfect opportunity for us to take a break mm -hmm. before we uh, announce our two favorites from the 101 things that you should know from your 20s. Sounds great. We'll do it next. Welcome back to Grownish. We're talking about the 101 secrets from your 20s. I'm at number 83. It's our last two, the top two on our list. I know that uh, 
We've uh, talked about a couple here, but number 83 goes very well with the one that Brooklyn just talked about. But this says the most underrated tool you have to rock your 20s is hope. And literally, you cannot go through any scary situation in your life, even if it's work, professional relationships. Um, you know, in, tw- in our 20s, is probably the first time in our lives where we might be alone, perfectly and harmlessly alone for the first times in our lives, you know, without any friends, without any college roommates, anybody like that. So there's going to be a lot of situations in your life where you're like, oh, my goodness, I don't have anybody in my life right now. You know what I mean? You Mm -hmm. you might find yourself in a situation where you're alone. And how do you get through that? You drop that anchor of hope, right? Drop it right down on the seafloor and you stay rock steady. Uh huh. And I think hope is something good to have no matter what age you are or where you are in life. But I will say this. I feel like your 20s, hope is different in your 20s because... There's still so much time in your life for possibility. Right. You're very young. Yeah. Very young. Oh, man, you got the whole world in front of you. And that's the thing. It's like you could really do at this point in your life anything you wanted to do. But, and that being said, see, that can almost be smoke and mirrors for our, us in our 20s. Because with that being said, it gives almost a, uh, a green light to say, oh, don't worry, my friend. Kick back. Put your shoes on. Oh, I'm not there. saying that. No, no, no. But that does, though. See, some people wouldn't take that interpretation. Not what you said there, but just that that methodology instead of going out there and attack it like a tiger in the wild jungle you know they're sitting there with their feet up saying oh hey carry me on over to the costco okay let me rephrase this then okay you have the chance for a lot of possibility but you have to work for it but this is the time Mm -hmm. to work for it i feel like your 20s is the time to figure out where you want to be 10 years from now 20 years from now in order to feel like you have a happy and fulfilled life Yes. It really is the perfect chance for that. Yes. So if you're sitting around not sure what you want to do, that's absolutely fine. But you need to figure out a way to figure it out. Go to talk to some people. Man, absolutely. You know what I mean? Read some books, find what you're passionate about, and go for it. Because this is the time to do it. If you're feeling nervous, feeling embarrassed, who cares? We've already told you that that doesn't matter at all. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Right. So... I don't know. Just don't sit around and waste the time because that's absolutely not what you should be doing right now. TikTok, man. And hey, you know what they say. You cannot fight father time. And you know what? This brings me to my quote. All right. It actually says, it is uh, quote number 43 in the book. The most dangerous job you can have in your 20s is a comfortable one. Oh. I love that. You should never be the most dangerous. The most dangerous job you can have in your 20s is a comfortable one. That's a good quote. That's good. Because it is. They, because it's so true. We all the time, right? Right. And if you're comfortable in your 20s, what are you going to be striving for the rest of your life? Nothing. Right? Nothing. You have so much more life to live, so much more to do, so much more to see. You should never be fully comfortable. And I kind of feel like you should never, and maybe this is just my personality. Josh, I know you're the same way. We're. I feel like no matter what happens in life, we're always going to be striving for the next thing. <laughs> but I never feel like you should be fully comfortable ever. I'm going to sc- scratch out the 20s. I'm going to say this. If you are 100% comfortable in your life and there is nothing that you want to accomplish or achieve, you need to reevaluate and sit down because I feel like there should always be something that you want to strive for. Even Bill Gates, man. like They're always reshuffling up what the Gates family is doing out there. They're not just sitting on the family exactly. fortune saying, hey, this is our nest egg. They're out there being philanthropists in the world now, which I feel like that's what most millionaires end up doing anyway, right? They, they find something to do, though. Right. Philanthropy. They go out exactly. to the world and say, hey, you know, let's make it a better place. Exactly. 
Alright, so this brings me to mind. We'll take a stop at number 93 in Paul's book of 101 Secrets for your 20s. Being lost might be the exact spot that you will be found. I love that too. Being lost might be the exact spot that you will be found. And I think that's true. I mean, I think of all the times that I've ever felt lost in my life. And, and most of the time, just when it feels as as helpless as it it's ever going to feel or get, um, that's when life uh, amazes you or wows Hands you. a lemon. And you find a way to make lemonade. Exactly. It's and, so true. Because I feel like in my whole life, all the big, crazy existential problems I felt like I was having, I'm not trying to dim- diminish them. Because, I mean, at the time, they were a big deal. But yeah. I'd always turned out okay. Yeah. There was always something down the road that I'm like, oh, well, that kind of makes sense. Like, now I'm here. I'm glad I'm here because of X, Y, Z. Yeah. It always kind of feels that way. You know, they say uh, you're figuring out what kind of juice is worth the squeeze there or whatever the mm-hmm. saying goes. I think uh, part of this grownish thing is is figuring out what lemons are worth the squeeze, right? Life hands you a whole bunch of lemons, and it's just trying to figure out which lemons are, are, are the ones that you want to squeeze and make the juice, right? And some lemons just need to be thrown in the trash. Uh, right in the trash. And the outside garbage, rather. Not even in the in-house one. That's Maybe perfect... even the garbage disposal. I heard. If you ever painting in a house? By the way, here's your tip of the day. Do-do-do. Tip of the day from Josh in Brooklyn. If you ever paint in your house and you have a hard time with the paint smell, take a lemon, put it in the garbage disposal, turn the garbage disposal on. Voila. Takes the paint smell away, huh? Absolutely. Good to know. Save that for a little rainy day. Actually, I don't have a garbage disposal, so I'm just out of luck. (laughs) All right, my last one. And I felt like, are you done? That's it. Okay, because I felt like this was a good one to wrap it up with. Okay. It's very simple. You grow into growing up. Oh, that's us. Because it's exactly us. This is the whole point of the podcast. Figuring out who we are. We're definitely not complete grown-ups yet. I don't even know if I'll ever feel fully grown up. I feel like people in their 50s and 60s sometimes say, I still feel like I felt when I was 18. You know <laughs> what I mean? And so I think that's the whole point, though. You always think you know a lot. You feel like you've got it all figured out. And then you realize, hey, I don't. And I think that's the whole point. You grow into growing up. You're figuring out as you go. And you look back and you just think about all the, all the lessons you learned along the way. Uh, and we've learned a lot so far along the way on this this podcast alone, and figuring this thing out, um, and this growners thing out together. And um, I almost feel like this is a, a a pretty good segue to at least branch out and confirm some things here. But uh, you know, figuring this thing out together, yes, uh, you know, Brooklyn and I are indeed uh, together in, in this moment in time. Uh, we've been quarantined now for the last uh, eight days, um, thanks to a trip down to Central Indiana. But that's okay. Uh, things happen when you're trying to figure things out on the road and on the fly and wiggling around through a, a pandemic. And uh, well, I'm you know. We're really figuring out this grown thing, and and throughout the last 14 episodes, we have had a transformation of just finding our people in life, and um, part of that too, right, uh, is finding your best friend. Find your best friend and have your exit buddy, and and I think we did that. Wiggle through the rest of life, you know, like an inchworm. Screw, screw, screw. Something like that. That was beautiful. I feel like that's a, a perfect way to bring us to a close, huh? I think so. Right. Maybe okay. To the next. Maybe to the next. I don't know how you're feeling. I think that we should just wrap it up here. Okay. If you have it, you know what? If you have any questions, you can send us an email. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Comments are concerned. Just know HR gave us the green light to tango. 
I'm just kidding, folks. Well, I'm not kidding about that. That's real. We are we are in a relationship. That's legit. Well, Josh, why don't we just tell them how we always tell them at the end how they can reach us? Absolutely. You can find me on the social media accounts on Facebook at Josh Willie Williams or on Twitter at Josh RW underscore Williams or and I'm gonna throw a new one in here. TikTok. Absolutely. Radio Joshua. That's right. Radio Joshua. Yeah. Little side note here. Josh mentioned we've been quarantined. So, long story short, we haven't had much to do. So, we've been making TikToks. We're on to the TikTok We're on to world. the TikToks. And you know what I actually said today? We've been pretty good lately about making our own TikToks. <laughs> but yet, we've had this Gurnish Podcast TikTok account that we haven't touched. And we've had it for a couple months now. So, I'm going to make us make a TikTok within the next couple of days. It's We're happened. going to have one. It's got to happen. Yes. But... Before we get a jump a little bit too ahead of ourselves, I will I'll tell you how to reach me. It's actually all the same. I've been saying the same, um, or I've been saying different usernames for different accounts. I changed it up a little bit on everyone. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, all under at Radio Brooklyn. It's that easy. Oh, that's made simple. It's made simple. That's what I did. I changed it up. So at Radio Brooklyn, and then Gronish, of course. Email us Gronishpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at Gronish Podcast, Facebook, Gronish Podcast, and of course on TikTok as well. I will have a video up for you guys, I swear. Yes. So that, I, that's, this was a great episode. I'm telling you, this got to be one of my favorite just from the, the sheer uniqueness of it. But Yeah, I recording like in my bedroom. A, a lot of great stuff. I think so too. Yes. Until next time, Josh. Until next time, guys. Take care and stay safe. And stay Gronish. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.